In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings and welcome to Faith Moments, a weekly podcast to ponder and to proclaim our Sunday Mass readings. Well, we are into the 20, can we believe this, the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time on this Saturday in October, October 9th. Great to have you joining us today, wherever you're listening from. And I want to open today just by praying a very short and simple collect, the collect that we will read in today's Holy Mass. And Again, these collects are beautiful prayers in the church that the church provides for us through the liturgy. And they just remind me to really be reflecting on my relationship with God, the awesomeness of God and my response to God's awesomeness. And that our goal to be reminded that our goal is to have eternal life with Christ for all always. And so these prayers that collect when the priest says in the mass, let us pray. You know, this is really a time for us to open up our hearts and to listen and to follow the leading of God. Our collect today for the 28th Sunday in ordinary time is this. May your grace, O Lord, we pray at all times, go before us and follow after and make us always determined to carry out our good works. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Our first reading today for the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Times comes from 2 Kings chapter 5. Naaman went down and plunged into the Jordan seven times at the word of Elisha, the man of God. His flesh became again like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean of his leprosy. Naaman returned with his whole retinue to the man of God. On his arrival, he stood before Elisha and said, Now I know there is no God in all the earth except in Israel. Please accept a gift from your servant. Elisha replied, As the Lord lives, whom I serve, I will not take it. And despite Naaman's urging, he still refused. Naaman said, If you will not accept, please let me, your servant, have two mule loads of earth, for I will no longer offer holocaust or sacrifice to any other god except to the Lord. The Word of the Lord. The responsorial psalm is Psalm 98. The Lord has revealed to the nations his saving power. Sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done wondrous deeds. His right hand has won victory for him, his holy arm. The Lord has revealed to the nations his saving power. 
The Lord has made his now salvation known in the sight of the nations. He has revealed his justice. He has remembered his kindness and his faithfulness for the house of Israel. The Lord has revealed to the nations his saving power. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation by our God. Sing joyfully to the Lord, all you lands. Break into song. Sing praise. The Lord has revealed to the nations his saving power. Our second reading comes from the second letter of St. Paul to Timothy, chapter 2. Beloved, remember Jesus Christ, raised from the dead, a descendant of David. Such is my gospel, for which I am suffering, even to the point of chains like a criminal. But the word of God is not chained. Therefore, I bear with everything for the sake of those who are chosen, so that they too may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus, together with eternal glory. This saying is trustworthy. If we have died with him, we shall also live with him. If we persevere, we shall also reign with him. But if we deny him, he will deny us. If we are unfaithful, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. The Word of the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia. In all circumstances, give thanks, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Alleluia, alleluia. Our Gospel reading comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 17. As Jesus continued his journey to Jerusalem, he traveled through Samaria and Galilee. As he was entering a village, ten lepers met him. They stood at a distance from him and raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, Go show yourselves to the priests. As they were going, they were cleansed, and one of them, realizing he had been healed, returned, glorifying God in a loud voice, and he fell at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus said in reply, Ten were cleansed, were they not? Where are the other nine? Has none but this foreigner returned to give thanks to God? Then he said to him, Stand up and go. Your faith has saved you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. On this 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time, we continue to hear from the prophets and these beautiful stories in the first reading. And I am titling this as I look at the different readings and think about the gift of faith and our response to faith, falling for Christ, falling for Christ. Are we falling for Christ? in our daily lives. And actually, let's go to the to the collect one more time. You know, we're asking in this collect, may God's grace at all times go before us, that we always want to be surrounded by, guided by God's grace, and that we are always determined to carry out good works, that through God's grace and receiving that grace and responding to that grace, 
that will enable us to carry out good works, that our actions follow our faith. You know, they work together, faith and works. We can do good works and not have faith. And yet when we have faith, the works that we do become a reflection of the faith, the grace, the love that we have received freely from the gift of God. Now, here's the story of Naaman, and we we only get this little bit, but we know that Naaman has a, a high position, and yet he also has leprosy. And what we typically know about people who have leprosy in the time of Jesus, and, and even in this time of Naaman, which is hundreds of years before Jesus's time, that they would be ostracized, that they would be in a certain community and not allowed to integrate with others. And yet Naaman had this position and he was praying for, or at least asking for the ability to be relieved of this leprosy. And so he encounters the prophet of God, the prophet Elisha. And Elisha tells him to, you know, plunge into the Jordan River seven times. And Naaman is a little bit skeptical about this invitation, but he finally decides, and we hear this in today's reading, decides to plunge into the Jordan River and his skin is like that of a child's and he's cleansed of his leprosy. And not only is his skin cleansed and the disforming part of his physical body, but there's a interchange that happens in Naaman. While he still doesn't understand this relationship that Elisha has with his God, he recognizes the sovereignty and the primacy of Elisha's God, and he wants to follow that God. So much that he would take a bit of the earth that Naaman, uh, that, that Elisha stands on, symbolizing this is the this is this is the god that i i serve is the god that's within this place and while that's not exactly how we look at that he is willing to make a change in who he's going to honor who he's going to recognize who he's going to make sacrifices to that through this physical healing there is a response to god's grace that's changing the life of naaman and that really is the invitation for all of us, is how do we respond when we receive God's grace? And, and again, in that collect, as we just mentioned, that through God's grace, that grace leads us to carry out good works and to recognize that that grace doesn't come from us. It doesn't come from anything that we did or how we live our lives. It comes as a free gift from God. The Lord has revealed to the nations his saving power. You know, beautiful statement in the psalm of reminding us that if we think about the readings that we listen to that are proclaimed every Sunday, every day in Mass, you know, these readings, the Holy Bible, sacred scripture, reflects and and shows us how God has worked throughout all of time. 
how God has called his people, how God communicates to us through his love, and how through the different prophets, as we see Abraham's response, as we see Moses's response, as we see David's response, and on and on. You know, the Lord has revealed to the nations over time his saving power. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation by our God. One God, one God is the true God who has all the power of all the nations. St. Paul in his letter to Timothy again, and we've been hearing a lot of the letters of St. Timothy. They're not very long letters. And Paul particularly focusing on his commitment and his his strong commitment to preaching Christ crucified. Beloved, remember Jesus Christ raised from the dead. See, this is the craziness that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, and we're going to proclaim the truth of that, even in the midst of persecution, because no other God has claimed to be risen from the dead. And Paul also puts in, you know, Jesus is a descendant of, of David. You know, the Jews were looking for a descendant of David to become the Messiah. And Paul is willing to stick to the truth of who Jesus is, who God is, even to the point of chains. And I love this because the word of God is not chained. And over the centuries, and still in our time today, if you look around the globe, there are many people who are persecuted and killed because they hold on to the word of God, because they may share a Bible with someone else. And that is against the law to the point of death in many parts of our world still today. We, we, must take it for granted right here in the United States where I'm recording this, that I can just have a Bible and I can read it whenever I want and I can share it with whomever I wish and I'm not persecuted or put into prison. But Paul was put into prison for proclaiming the truth of what the gospel preaches, Christ crucified. And yet Paul was willing to stick to the truth even to the point of death, because the word of God is not chained. We're not going to change the word of God. And many people over time have tried to change the word of God. We're going to make it our word, the word of man. And we're going to interpret the word of God to fit our morals or the way our lifestyle is. And so why don't we just change the word of God or interpret it in a way that will appease my particular way of life. That's not the word of God. The word of God is not chained. And Paul is willing to, to bear those chains so that those who are out there, who are listening, who will be witnesses to, who will come to know Christ because of his example, may obtain salvation that is in Christ Jesus and together have eternal glory because we want everyone to know the word of God, to receive the word of God and to love it and to live it. And so we're willing to go through that difficulty, just like St. Paul and bearing those chains. 
finally in the gospel today, we hear the very familiar story. We've probably heard it quite a few times of these 10 leopards, 10 lepers who were healed and they recognize Jesus. They call him a master. They certainly must have been men who had heard about, or maybe even at a far distance may have seen Jesus perform some sort of miracles and, and had a idea that, that perhaps this man, this master could heal us as well, because really this was such a, a disgraceful disease that caused this, um, you couldn't have a life. You know, you had to be outside of your family, outside of your community, outside of your worship community. There was just nothing that you could integrate with into normal life, quote, when you were a leper. And it was such a horrible, a horrible disease. And yet they come, they approach Jesus. You know, we hear sometimes, uh, as we hear about lepers, you know, you need to ring a bell or you need to say unclean, unclean to let people know so they can pass aside and they can avoid you so they can avoid maybe contracting the leprosy. And yet these 10 men uh, came to Jesus and they asked for pity. And Jesus saw them and what probably immediately happened, some sort of connection with Jesus and these 10 lepers. And all he does is speaks. He says, go show yourselves to the priests. He's not acknowledging what they said. He's just telling them what to do. This is what I want you to do next. And as they were all going to follow the instructions of the Lord, they were cleansed. And one of them it says in the scripture, realizing that he had been healed. Now, do you think the rest of the 10 realized that they were healed? They were, I would think, expecting to be healed. They certainly approached Jesus with the intention that we are going to get a miracle here. This is going to happen to us and everything's going to be great. And yet we're told through this story that one in recognizing that he was healed, goes back and he glorifies God in a loud voice. You know, have you ever just experienced something so amazing that you maybe you didn't expect this particular quote miracle or just something that you were hoping for to happen? And then it happens and, you know, praise you, Jesus. You just kind of, you just are overwhelmed by how beautiful. Uh, I just think about my experience this past weekend with hopefully some of you who are watching this podcast, but there was a great crowd of people who gathered in the Salem area for our 16th annual Rosary Bowl event. And we gathered together, we had Holy Mass, we had opportunity for people to go to confession, we prayed the Rosary together, we had adoration of the Blessed Sacrament, we had lots of time for hospitality and to visit different um, table participants with all of their ministries and their books and resources on prayer and the faith and how to grow in faith and and just you know being in that space of people receiving God's grace of people just praising the Lord you know I just had to say praise you Jesus you know the, how beautiful that gathering of the faithful was just to recognize God's work in each and every one of us every age group every vocation 
young and old, um, all the different ways in which people live their lives. And yet there's this recognition that it's all about God. It's not about me. It is about how I respond to God's presence. And so Jesus asks this question of the one who returns to him in joy and thanksgiving and gratitude. And he happens to be a Samaritan, one who wouldn't mix with the Jew. And he says, 10 were cleansed, were they not? Where are the other nine? And, and it's interesting that in uh, when God asks questions, like he asked a question of Adam and Eve, you know, where are you? Uh, he, God knew where Adam and Eve were, but he wanted to point out something's not right. Something not, is not ordered properly that they had disobeyed God. They had taken the apple. They had followed the instruction of the serpent and they started to do things on their own, their own way, putting themselves as God. And so here Jesus is asking a question, well, where are the rest of them? Jesus knows, but he just wants us to ponder. Has none but this foreigner returned to give thanks to God? And so Jesus says to the one who gave that gracious thanks, who recognized God, who stopped in not just saying, oh, I'm healed. Now I can go on and do everything that I want to do and to be so self-focused on what just happened in his life that he took it back to the Lord, took it back in thanksgiving. And so Jesus says, stand up and go. Your faith has saved you. Not only did this one receive healing, physical healing, of this horrible disease, but now he has salvation through faith. Your faith has saved you. You have received the truest and the most great healing, and that is in salvation. Now that one is becoming a disciple of Jesus Christ. You know, in so many of these gospel readings in the past few weeks, we've been hearing about what it takes to be a disciple. How do we, how do we orient, orient our lives? How do we, what road do we take? What choice do we have? And so now Jesus is saying, you're my disciple, stand up. Your faith has now saved you. And so for our, our own lives, you know, the, the 10 that came, they started out as being fans of Jesus. We've heard this comment a lot. Are you a fan or are you a follower of Jesus? And the 10 had some sort of an idea, hope, wish, belief that this man, this master that they call would heal them. And fans, they're looking for something to be accomplished. They're looking for their team to win. And so they're expecting some kind of grand miracle. And yet one becomes a follower. One turns back and goes to the source of that healing. Doesn't just say, oh, this is wonderful, praise God, but can, goes back, falls down, falls for Christ, falls back into the, the presence of God and becomes a follower, receives salvation. And as I opened with this idea of, are you falling for Christ? Think about your life and think about the times 
that you receive something special, receive a special gift in a particular way. Do we take time to really give thanks to God? There's a great quote that a priest, Father Emmanuel, mentioned, and I thought, this is a pretty uh, telling. If you woke up tomorrow having only the things that you thanked for, you thanked God for today. If you woke up tomorrow with only the things you thanked God for today, how rich would you be? What would you have? Are we that grateful? Do we really look around us for the most simple service thing, person, relationship, gift that we have, and really recognize God's presence in our lives? Naaman, St. Paul, and the leper have a lot to teach us about our discipleship and will we be ones who will fall for Jesus Christ to be a follower, to be a disciple, not a fan, but one who truly loves, just as our Blessed Mother truly loves our Lord. Let's be like Our, our Lady during this month of the Rosary and fall for Christ. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Peace be with you. Have a beautiful month of October. And will you continue to pray the daily rosary along with me? Look forward to talking with you again next week. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week.